Amen. Thank you, Sonny. I knew if I needed somebody to give me a little bit of time, I could depend on Sonny. <laughs> well, I had a, a, a great thank you, uh, Sonny and Gene, for covering for us this morning. And uh, I had a great privilege this morning to be a part of uh, Emory's uh, child dedication this morning at a church in Gaffney. And uh, so I was able to actually take part in that a little bit and then make my way up here. But what a blessing it was, and thank you for that opportunity to, to do that and be a part of that. As you know, that is a special time where we can commit our children to the Lord and begin that upbringing uh, of children uh, in the way of the Lord. That's what, the, that's what God's Word teaches us, isn't it? Uh, to do that. I heard a story the other day about a, uh, a young man, and he was in the, in the grocery store, and he noticed there was an elderly woman right in front of him, and as she was unpacking her, her cart, she kept looking at him and staring at him, and finally he had had enough and said, Ma'am, what, what are you looking at? Why do you keep staring at me? And, and she said, Well, you just you remind me so much. You look exactly like my son that just passed not too long ago. And he said, Well, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, Is there anything I can do to, to help you? And she said, well, I really need closure and it would just be helpful to me as if when I leave, if, if you would just say, goodbye, Mama. And so she finished uh, getting her stuff out and packing it up and uh, she walked on out, got ready to leave out the door and turned around and waved and uh, the young man waved back at her and said, goodbye, Mama. And so he put his stuff up on the counter and, and uh, the bill came to $147. And he said, how could that be? I only had a few items. And the clerk said, well, your mom said you would pay for the rest of it. <laughs> it is a, a, a great uh, privilege to be a mom and a responsibility to be a mother. Um, it, it really is. And there, we see throughout Scripture there, there are a number of examples of, of godly women, godly mothers that I have that pour into their children and we see the result of that. You have uh, Jochebed and Sarah and Elizabeth and Rebecca and Naomi and uh, the list could go on and on of, of great examples. But think about it. Nobody has a more profound effect or, or enduring influence on those people around them any more than a mother does on, on a child in bringing them up in the fear and the wisdom of the Lord. Think of the incredible responsibility that is. <clears throat> to add to that list of mothers, you have Lois and Eunice. Uh, those are two great examples um, that I want to look at just for a moment this morning. But we don't know very much about them. We do know that they were, they, they were two mothers who, who definitely were not like the woman in the grocery store. Okay, They were women of high integrity and, and great character. And we know that Eunice was married to an unbelieving Greek, and they had a son. His name was, was Timothy. And Lois was Timothy's grandmother, and Eunice was his mother. We see in, in Scripture that, that Lois was the first one to become a believer, and then Eunice followed after that, uh, Eunice, her daughter, uh, followed after that. But both of them were, were women of faith. They lived out their faith. Their, their faith was genuine and they, 
They lived it out every day for people to see. They had a good reputation around town. What they said, they believed. They lived it out. And, and we see in Scripture that they passed that, that faith on down to their children. To Timothy especially. I'm amazed at, at moms. I, I really am to think of the burden that they carry. Dads are one thing, but man, there's something else special about a mom and the strength that they have and the endurance they have to keep on keeping on. And us dads are like, man, I just can't go anymore. Mom's like, get up and go. You got to do it. Or either sit there and I'll take care of it. You know? Moms are, are in incredible people. But, but there's a lot more to being a mom than just the, the demanding work to, of the day. It's more than, than just fixing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's more than putting a, a Spider-Man band-aid on the boo-boo or, or wiping the, the soap out of the, 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 the eyes at bath time. And there's more to, to fixing hair and running errands and cleaning the house. Physical demands of a mother are, are truly demanding. And, and I really believe that God has given women uh, an extra dose of that strength to be able to do that. Especially in those demanding times of motherhood. But while the, the physical aspects are, are demanding, the, the spiritual aspects... The spiritual qualities that we need to pass on is way more important. It's a lot more essential than any physical needs we might try to meet in their life. Certainly there are skills, that, life skills that we need to pass on to our children. But we're also called to pass on those things of God. The teachings of God to them. Let's look at a powerful legacy of, of Timothy's mother and, and grandmother and, and a couple of other women of the Bible, mothers of the Bible. And, and we're going to see the importance a woman plays, a mother plays in the life of their child. We find Paul writing his second letter to Timothy, uh, whom he calls his son. Now, Paul calls Timothy his son. Now we know that that Paul wasn't married. We know that, that Paul didn't have children. And so Paul was, was Timothy's spiritual dad. Timothy was his spiritual son, his, his disciple. In fact, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, Paul calls him his true son in the faith. And so he had taken him and, and, and discipled him and brought him up spiritually. Maybe you're here today and you don't have kids. This is a great example for us to say that, that, that you can take those, those little ones around you, that you can be a, a mentor for them and show them the way to live out their faith, to put their faith into action, to live a godly life, to be a part of their life and them to be a part of your life so that you can live life, a godly life out in front of them. And that's what Paul was doing here, here with Timothy. We see in, in 2 Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 1, verses 5 and following, he says, I'm, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, 
which was first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And so we see here, Paul had seen this example of Lois and Eunice, and he saw how they had lived life and, and, and taught Timothy the Scripture from a very, very young age. Like the baby dedication. That, that's kind of like the starting point. we got to start now with children when they're small, when they're little, when they're infants. Begin reading them children's stories and singing them Christian songs. we got grandkids two and three years old and, and, and they know Christian songs. Amen? And praise God for that. And so their heads are being filled with the Word of God. Not the things of the world. We see here where Timothy's mother and grandmother poured into his life continuously to make sure that he knew God's Word. That he knew what it looked like to live life as a believer in Christ. You see, they were, they were committed. They were committed to being an example and passing their faith on to Timothy. It says in, in, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14-17, through 17, that she passed her love of the Scriptures on to him. It says in verse 14, it says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you've learned it. Listen to this. And how from infancy, how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so here we see that, that they were to give them the discipline according to God's Word. They were to bring them up and when they did wrong, correct them according to God's Word. And from the time Timothy was born, think about that again, God's Word was discussed in his home. God's Word was taught. Deuteronomy tells us to, to talk about God's Word when we're walking along the path, when we get up, when we lie down. Post it on your doorpost so that when you go in the house or you come out, you see the, the importance of God's Word. Mothers, dads, grandparents, it's important that we, that we make sure we're teaching our children, our grandchildren, our, our nieces and nephews, our neighbors about the Word of God. And Eunice here made sure that her son Timothy understood the power of God's Word. Amen? Charles Spurgeon wrote about his childhood. One quote, he, he tells of, of how during his childhood, every Sunday evening his 
His mother would read and explain the Scriptures to him and his brothers and sisters. And then she would plead with them to think about the state of their souls and to seek the Lord. And he remembers one time her praying. Listen to this. Now Lord, if my children go on in their sin, it will not be from ignorance that they perish. And my soul must bear a swift witness against them at the day of judgment if they lay not hold of Christ. He went on and wrote, he said, that thought of a mother's bearing swift witness against me pierced my conscience and stirred my heart. Parents, when our children are grown, when, I, when, when, when our children pass from, from this world, will we be able to, to say that if they went in their way of sin, it's not because of ignorance? Can we say that that we have taught our children the Word of God? Can we have a clear conscience knowing that when we release them into the world, that they know the Word of God? That they're able to live their life, that they're able to live their faith out in their life every day, that they are growing up to be Christian believers. You see, parents, there's nothing that will that will have a, a greater impact on our children than the truth of Scripture. Amen? Nothing. There's nothing at all that will have a greater impact on our children, on their lives, on the way they live, on the influence they have on society than the Word of God. You can read all the, the parenting books you want to. You can throw the biggest parties. You can give them the greatest gifts, cook them the best uh, dishes after you give us the recipes for that great dish and and you can put them on the best travel squad there is but nothing compares to giving them the power of God's word the power of a selfless christian example and the and the ability to live out their faith in their life that is by by far the greatest thing we can give our children no other gift compares but we have to be committed to that as parents, as grandparents, as, as neighbors, as aunts and uncles. Those little ones that are running around, we're responsible for them. Mothers are, should be people of great character. Great mothers are, are mothers of great character. To be a great mother, you've got to have great character. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived out in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. These were, were two Jewish women that, that had faith in an Almighty God. They were known... For their, for their faith. They were known around town. They were, they were women of character. Their character was, was unquestioned. Their reputation was, was above reproach. And it's important for us to live what we proclaim in the world. 
When we come to church and we say hallelujah, amen to this and that, are we living that out in our life in the world? The people see our same heart outside as they see us in here. Because you see, we all have, we all have a, a, a unique calling from God. And each one of us, is, the calling on our lives are unique. And so if, we don't, if we're not of good character and we try to live out that calling, there's a great conflict. And our witness is diminished or destroyed. I want you to know something about, notice something else about uh, about this. In, in, in Acts chapter 16, Timothy left his mother and, and followed the plan of God. What God had, had called him to do. You see, Eunice knew that, that she had to let her son go. We see in Acts chapter 16 that, that Eunice doesn't run out to Timothy and say, oh, please don't go. Don't, don't go on that dangerous mission field. Don't follow Paul. Don't go after him. You need to stay home and it's safe and, and comfortable here. You need to start a family here. No, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that Timothy left and went with Paul because that's what God called him to do. Folks, we've got to be ready and willing to let our children go when that time comes. The truth is, they're not our kids. The Lord has given us our children for a season, for a period of time. The Bible tells us that, that we're pilgrims, just passing through this life, passing through this earth. But it also calls us to be good stewards. To be good stewards of the things we have, the resources that we have, the people that He puts in our lives, uh, and, and the children that God blesses us with. Because again, we all have a unique calling and a unique purpose from God. And He places that call in our lives to be lived out. We can't just be churchgoers and pew warmers. We have to live out our faith and live out the calling that God's called us to live. And we have to prepare our children to grow up to be christ followers as adults. We have to follow our calling. We have to help our children find their calling and lead them and guide them and, and set them on their way to whatever God calls them to do. A mother is compassionate, isn't she? When I was thinking about that word, I, I thought about Jesus' mother Mary. And thinking of the, the, great, the great sacrifices that she made. Her son was indeed the, the true Son of God. And He came and, and gave Himself up as a sacrifice. The only sacrifice that would take away our sin. The only sacrifice that would allow our sins to be forgiven so that we could enter into the presence of Almighty God. So that we could have the hope of eternal life. Amen? And when God raised Him from the dead, it gave us that eternal hope. But all the while, think of His mother as she birthed Him, as she saw Him as a child and raised Him and she let Him go. And He began His ministry. And to see Him ridiculed and made fun of and 
harassed, only to soon be suffering and tortured. Ultimately crucified a horrible, cruel death on the cross for us. But bless God, He didn't stay dead. Amen? Bless God, He raised Him from the dead that He is alive today so that we can have faith in Him and eternal life. Amen? Praise God for that. But you know what? To be a Christian mother in today's world, it takes courage, doesn't it? It takes courage to live a godly life. We, we see the uh, Moses' mother, Jochebed, and she demonstrated great courage when she hid her son Moses in the reeds on the Nile River for three months. And facing difficult situations, though, think about it, it's, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to go through those difficult times. To go through those times of uncertainty while doing what's right. Well, Jochebed found herself in, in Exodus. She, she found herself in an, in an impossible situation. The king had given down an edict to, to kill all the male babies. This meant that she had to give up her son, that she had to kill her little boy. But instead she hid him. And look at the tremendous leader that Moses came to be. The testimony that he has. We looked at that last week. But you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to do the right thing because sometimes we know we're going to get pushback from the world, pushback from the society, pushback from our family, pushback from our friends even. And yes, even sometimes from the church. And so it takes courage to do the right, time, uh, the right thing. And it's in those times that we that we have to know the Lord and have a relationship with the Lord and, and pouring our heart into the Lord so that we can trust Him and have the courage to follow Him in those hard and difficult times. And mothers are certainly caring people, aren't they? Caring and, and loving people. There's two things about Caring. In Paul's writing to Titus, in Titus chapter 2, verses 4 through 5, he says, Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. First of all, if, if you're married and you have children, the greatest gift that parents can give their children is to love each other openly. To love each other the way God calls us to love our husband and our wife. Let your children see that well, what a good marriage looks like when you're obedient and faithful and, and devoted to each other. Because you see, there's a, there's a really good chance that when they grow up, their marriage will replicate what they saw as children. So don't you want to begin, give your children the best, 
the best start ever. And by showing them what it means to have the great loving marriage. And then it says to love your children. Love your husbands and wives and love your, your children. The essence of, of this type of love here, it's described in, in Titus, it's talking about taking care of the children and, and supporting them and bringing them up in a good and a Christian home and a, as God-fearing people. Embracing them when, when they're alone and, and helping them through the difficult times. We've all sat on the bedside of a crying child, haven't we? When things didn't go right, when people hurt their feelings, when they were disappointed or discouraged, we're to love them. But we've also sat on the side of the bed when they weren't doing quite what they were supposed to be doing. And God tells us that we're to discipline our children too. That's a part of loving them, is giving those, those boundaries and correcting them, as we said earlier, according to God's Word. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. In other words, the children, the children don't run the home, folks. The parents are the parents. The parents run the home. The parents are the ones that are in charge. The parents are the ones that make the rules. And so parents, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And children, God's Word says, obey your parents. Be obedient to your parents. And so I guess to sum all this up, we can go to Proverbs. Once again, Proverbs 22. It says to start your children off. To train your children up. To give them a good foundation. There's a... I was trying to think of Ramjack. For your homes, okay? They come in and they, when the foundation is bad... They come in and they secure the foundation of your home. Maybe as parents, you're looking and looking back and thinking, maybe my kids didn't get the best foundation they could have gotten. There's still time to be that ramjack in your kids' lives. There's still time to go back and, and even no matter how old you are, parent or grandparent, to begin living that life that God wants us to live. To be that Christian example that, that God wants us to be. If you're here today as a grandparent and you have a 30-year-old grandchild, it's never too late. If you're here today as a parent and you have a teenager that's gone off the rails, it's never too late. The question is, are you off the rails with them? God's calling you back. That passage in, in Proverbs says to start your child off. Give them a good foundation. Start children off on the way they should go. And when they're teenagers, they will continue on that right good path. No, that doesn't say that, does it? But you see, we all get sidetracked, don't we? Even as adults, we get off the path that God wants us to be on. But here God, God's Word is saying, 
if we bring them up in the training of the Lord, if they have that good foundation, if they're started off right, man, there's a really good chance that though they may stray, they'll come back to their roots, come back to that foundation. It says, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Do you have a child in your life today that's not where you would like for them to be? Do you have a grandchild in your life that's not where you would like for them to be? A niece or a nephew or a neighbor friend? God's Word tells us to to, to pray, to pray, to pray for those that are lost. To never give up, to keep knocking on His door. Never give up on the hope of salvation for anybody for any reason. For it's all according to God's timing. Amen? we got to keep praying. we got to keep praying for our children that are lost, for our grandchildren that are lost, and for those that know the Lord, that they'll stay on the right path, that they'll stay committed to the Lord, that they'll stay godly servants and live a Christian life. We've got to continue praying for our children, for our grandchildren for the next generation. Folks, whatever whatever circumstance or situation you find yourself in today, maybe you're married with children, maybe you're a a single mom, maybe you're married in in a difficult relationship, or married in a good relationship. Maybe today your family's facing uncertainty. Maybe today your family's in turmoil. Maybe today your family is broken apart. Folks, the only way for healing, the only hope there is, is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He is the ultimate giver of all hope. And we take these qualities that we looked at and they are all applicable to everyone. Man, woman, and child. All of these and, and if we apply these to our lives, then we're going to be a blessing to our children. We're going to bless our children. And most importantly, we're going to be a blessing back to God. I want to encourage you today. Pray for your children. Be an example for your children, for your grandchildren, mother, father, grandparents, aunts and uncles. They need your prayers. And they need your godly example so they will know how to live and how to live out their faith. But you see, they first have to know Jesus. If you're a believer today, maybe, maybe today God's calling you to share that with your child or your grandchild. To say that my faith is all about putting my hope in Jesus Christ, the one who was mocked and tortured and suffered and nailed to a cross who shed all of His blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And they took Him down and put Him in the tomb, but God raised Him from the dead. And hundreds of people saw Him after He was raised from the dead to know that it was not fake, that there was no magic going on there. But He was the real deal. He was the real thing. He was indeed. It gave proof that He was the Son of God. 
God's one and only Son that came to give everlasting life to those who would choose Him. My friend, do you know Him today? Are you living that life for Him today in a way that pleases Him? As Sonny said, man, there would be no greater gift to your mother today to know that today you gave your life, you gave your soul to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe, maybe your mother passed from this world thinking you would be lost in eternity. Oh, what a great day it will be when you come walking through the pearly gates as a saved child of God and mama says, welcome home, my child. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. But don't do it for your mama. Don't do it for your grandma. It's all about you. And it's about your salvation. It's about your eternal soul that will spend its place somewhere in heaven or hell. And today, you make that choice. What will it be? Will you choose Jesus? Or will you choose yourself? Will you choose the world or separation from God for all of eternity? You make that decision today. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we come to You today, God, thanking You, God, for all the the blessings of, of the godly examples of mothers and fathers in Your Word. The ones who lived out their faith. The ones who raised their children according to God's Word. Father, may we be counted amongst those who was faithful in teaching our children, teaching those young people, maybe even teaching our older friends about what it means to live a godly life. Father, today You have called us all to come back to You. You're softly and tenderly calling and speaking into our hearts to make a decision for You today. And so, Father, we pray today that You would hear our prayers. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.